says this, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be scared. That's how I grew up saying it, but I'm not from Charlotte, North Carolina. So. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? See this word, seeing I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. I love how honest God's word. You ever been to church and everybody just seems so happy? And it like irritated you? Because you're like, why y'all so happy? Like, oh my gosh, God is good. Yeah, but life stinks. Abram comes to, God comes to Abram and said, I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Abram said, that's cool. I still don't have any kids. And I'm too old to have kids. God, you're great, but my life does not reflect that. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then God brought Abram outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars. Here's a little bit of God ignorance, if you're able to. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And Abram believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Father God, we are overwhelmed because your spirit is in this place right now. God, because you're here, we are standing between a collision of heaven and earth. This is a supernatural place. As we said, cancer is being healed. Depression is falling off. Diabetes is trans. God, you're doing what only you can do. God, we say, have your way. Speak to each person in the sound of my voice. And God, we will be ever so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, can somebody shout amen and amen, amen. I am uh, going to give you a little bit of an update or a state of the union of Union Church, and then I'm going to preach about how God has a vision, not just for the church, but for your life at the end. But as I kick this off, let me just say this, 2023, the last 12 months of Union Church has been the most unprecedented 12 months we've experienced in the last 12 years of me pastoring and leading. What God has done over the last 20 or the last 12 months has completely, I was working on this message, I'm like, I don't even know what to say because it has left me dumbfounded. First of all, we launched our first two out-of-state locations. The first one coming in January. Charlotte, come on now. Launched on January 29th of this year. Are y'all ready to scream? In just the first nine months in Charlotte, 1,669 people have given their life to Jesus in a service at a Let's go Charlotte. 
1,669 people have made a decision to follow Jesus because you gave, because you prayed, because Pastor Brian and Pastor Karen said, hey, we'll pack our family up, move to a city where we don't know anybody believing that God is going to do something and revival is breaking out in a different state because of what God said he wanted to do at Union Church. We launched our Falls Church location just four weeks ago on four weeks notice and watch this 584 people are averaging attendance at Falls Church right now just four weeks in not to mention hundreds of new people at Flowers here at BWI at UBC at Columbia Union Church has doubled in size in just the last 10 months just for context We've grown more in the last 12 months than we grew in the last 11 years. Now, somebody say, wow. Somebody say, amazing. Y'all, my back hurts. <laughs> this has been a 12-month sprint. Just to give you context, every year in November, I get down with the executive team, and we sit down, and we kind of project, here's what salvation is going to look like. Here's what growth is going to look like. All the growth numbers we set for 2023, we exceeded those numbers in January of this year in the first four weeks, and then God just did what he did for the rest of the year. Kind of just to give you a rundown, 1,669 salvations was just Charlotte. Over the last year, we've seen 5,197 people make a decision to follow Christ. Someone passed from darkness to light, from brokenness to wholeness, lives, families, transformed by the glory of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. 1,265 people were water baptized over the last 12 months. And that's not even counting the people that got baptized at the service right before that. So that's probably up over 1,300 already. 4,766 people are involved in connect groups just this semester. 2,752 people wake up early, set up locations, serve on our parking team and union kids and hosts and all over the church. We have 142 students currently in Union College being developed as leaders. Over 212 graduated last semester. Okay, here's the last number I'm going to give you. And this number, you don't have to stand if you don't love Jesus. That's okay. But I need you to like scream nuts and go crazy. This is how much money Union Church, not brought in, has given away in the last 12 months in our missions, our outreach giving, this money has gone to our orphanage. You may not know this, but we have a Union Church orphanage in Kenya where over 30 young children receive three meals a day, education, and the gospel because of your giving, because of your generosity. We've planted churches this year in the Ashdod area of Israel. If you've been living under a rock, you know war has broken out in Israel. It has literally turned into a catastrophe. Well, Union Church was there before any of this broke out, giving, serving, supporting. We've reached out to our churches in the area. And by the way, pray for Israel. 
people are locked up in their homes. They they can't go out of their house. It is literally a war zone, and they need the hope of Jesus more than ever before. We launched 60 brand new churches just in the United States of America over the last 12 months in our partnership with the Association of Related Churches. I don't know if you know this, but Union Church, we we teach it's biblical that you should tithe. If if you receive an income, the first 10% belongs to God. But we don't just teach tithing, we demonstrate tithing. So you as an individual should tithe, but Union Church as an organization tithes as well. Every Sunday when you give, first thing that happens Monday morning is we set aside 10% of everything that gave in, and that's the money that goes out to outreach, to missions, to planting campuses, to Israel. To That's why if there's like a natural catastrophe, a hurricane or whatever, we don't have to take an offering because every Sunday you're giving and that's being set aside. Okay, here's the number. In the last 12 months, you have given away 1.4 million, 81,617 dollars, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lives have been impacted and transformed because of your generosity. Watch this. That number represents over 18,000 families that you fed food, clothed, given shelter, bathed through our outreach and care. You are being the hands and feet of... I think this kind of mind... Okay, some of y'all are like, oh, well, whatever, you gave away $1.4 million. It should have been $1.5. Okay, let me give you some context. This is my 12th year being a senior pastor. In year one, not given away, the total income of the church was $147,000. That's not given away. That's in everything. Pennies, quarters, nickels, all of it. Obviously, it was a small church then, but God started at 140, and because we were faithful with that, he's now literally trusted us with millions and were able to transform lives. And I know when you talk about 5,000 people saved, 1,600 plus in Charlotte and all this, the numbers can just be numbers, and you can mix. Every number is a name. And every name is a person that's looking for hope, looking for freedom. Life is being transformed by the glory of God. I, I, I actually ran into a couple. I, I was at God's place uh, raising canes. And uh, <laughs> don't worry, uh, it's Jesus Chicken, Charlotte. Y'all going to get one pretty soon. But anyway, I was in line. And if you've been in any case around here, it's new to Maryland. So you stand in line for 45 minutes waiting for this. By the way, if you go to Cane's, all they sell is chicken strips, okay? Can you order a little faster? It's not that deep. There's, it's the only thing on the menu. Anyway, I'm standing in line. I'm there for like 30 minutes. And I'm on the phone. I think I was with Pastor David. I'm, I'm just running my mouth after the food and all that. And about 20 minutes after standing in line, the couple standing behind me said, hey, hey Pastor Stephen. I said, Turn to my child, how are you? I <laughs> said, we, we didn't know if we should talk to you or not. And by the way, if you see me, if you see my wife, if you see Pastor Brian, Pastor Gary, come up, say hi, talk to us. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life. I said, hey, we, we don't want to bother you, but we just want to tell you, we started coming to Union Church back in January. Both of us have gotten saved, and this church has completely transformed our lives. 
And I'm like, tell me this story. What, what's God doing? They're like, well, you know, we weren't married. We were living together. We have two kids. We came to church, got saved. And then I went, I went, I went to your, 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 I think it was your dating night or something like that. And I got convicted. This is the wife talking. So she come. I came home and I told him, I said, you ain't getting no more until you marry me. Y'all, we up in Raising Cane's having church. I was like, oh, we're here now. All right. People around like, <laughs> and I'm like, Hi. I'm looking at him. I'm like, how you take that? He's like, I was mad, man. Church messing up my game. This was bad. <laughs> he said, that was February. From March, I went to men's night, came home from men's night. And I said, babe, you're right. Let's honor God in our lives. They said, April, we got married. June, we finished growth track. We're serving on a team. We're in connect groups. Our entire family has forever been transformed. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what God is doing. At, listen, listen, Union Church is going to mess with your house if you come up in here. But God will transform your every number is a name and every name matters to God. Hear me. We're not just, hey, let's become a big church. We have a vision of walking every single person to what God has. Here's how we say, Union Church exists to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose. And make a difference. What does that mean? We believe that life begins not when you breathe your first breath, but when you meet your creator and realize that he has a purpose for you. But how many people know life be life in? So you can know God and still be tethered to trauma and setback and disappointment. And you've got to find freedom from your yesterday to step into all that God has for your tomorrow. And then after you find freedom, you can still not know that you were made on purpose for a purpose. God don't make no mistakes. He doesn't make any mistakes. He made you on purpose for a purpose. We want to help you discover your unique purpose. And, and then I want to mess with you a little bit because God didn't just make you for you. God, God didn't just make you to build a great life for you. He made you to transform. Maybe you can't change the world, but you can change your world. You can impact the family, the neighbors, the co. He's made you to make a Difference. Hey, before I go any further, check out just a little recap of what God has done through you in the last 12 months.
Come on, can you give God glory for that? What we want to talk about today is where are we going? What's next for Union Church? If you've been at Union Church for 15 minutes, let, 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 me, let me let you know how things work around here. We're grateful for what God has done, but we ain't building no monuments or memorials. We are looking forward because we know a God that is doing a new thing. He wants to do so much more through our lives. We kicked off an initiative in March of last year in 2022 called the Limitless Initiative. And the entire idea was God really convicted me and said, Stephen, you've kind of boxed me in. Take the limits off of what I want to do through Union Church. The only problem is we have more than doubled since then. So half of the church that we told about it has no idea. So I'm going to give you that whole limitless idea as if you've never heard it before. So if you're the pastor, I know where we're going. I know God bless you. But the five people sitting around you have no idea because they've only been here for the last six months. Before I even get into the limitless deal, let me help you out with what church you're currently at, Charlotte. Because I find people have a preconceived notion of what church is. And it's not that their idea of church is bad. It's just your idea of church ain't what Union Church is, and I know ain't, ain't good English, but ain't is good preaching, so don't worry about it. People have this idea that church is like this, you know, kumbaya, goody two-shoe community. It's going gonna, it's gonna to strengthen my faith. People are going to encourage me to maximize my life. They're, they're, it's going to have a positive influence on me so that I can go and, and live out a great life. And hear me, your, your faith will be strengthened here. This is an encouraging community. You, you will have a positive impact. But hear me, Union Church is the furthest thing than some little hug you, encourage you. Hey, you can do it. You're going to have a great life type of church. Look at your neighbor and say, this ain't that place. Union Church exists to dominate every single region God has placed us in with the hope, power, and glory of God. Union Church exists to make it difficult to go to hell if you live in the DMV, in the Charlotte region. We exist that the kingdom of God move forward. The Bible says that his kingdom has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. We're not here to huddle in a room and hide from a scary big bad world. We're here to receive the power of God to go out, to open blind eyes, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, the kingdom. This is a move of God. This is a tsunami. This is a force of nature. I was about to say this ain't your grandmama's church, but your grandma comes to church here, so I can't say that. <laughs> Hear me. And I hope you're picking up the passion, the intensity. Union Church ain't here just for us to kind of feel warm and fuzzy. God has given us a mission to advance the hope that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And we are locked in and committed to making that the mission of our lives. And hear me, we're not just about dominating regions, but we're about empowering you to dominate your life. You've got to know if you go to Union Church, this is going to be a church that we're going to push you. We're going to push you past average. We're going to push you past comfortable. We're going to push you past safe. What I find for so many people is when you've lived life long enough and you've gotten knocked down enough, 
You've had enough setbacks. You've had enough disappointments. You kind of surrender. And you're like, man, as long as I can pay my bills, as long as I can find somebody to love me, maybe go to Cancun once a year or something like that, that, that's good enough for me. It may be good enough for you, but it's not good enough for the blood that was shed on the cross to purchase you. He did not send his son to die on a cross for you to live a good enough life. He said, I came that you would go from glory to glory to glory. I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. I came that you can dominate in every single area of your life. We exist so that your marriage would be above and beyond all that you could ever think. Your finances would be above and beyond all that you could ever think. Your career, your children and the impact that God has placed you here on this earth. So there's a duality to Union Church. We exist to dominate regions, but we exist to empower you to walk out all that God has for you. As I shift just a little bit, check out a story from a few people who call Union Church home. I am in real estate um, investing and I like to ride my motorcycle and um, hang with my six kids. We've been married 34 years this past April and we are now empty nesters in Virginia. It is totally new for us, but we love it. Mm -hmm. It's been great for us. I remember our first time at Union. Um, it's a nice crowd, um, very comfortable, homey. The people that were standing on the corner in the rain waving us to the parking. Um, they had joy, they had smiles, they were they were staying in the rain, but they, they had the most energy. So over the past probably eight years, I've just been looking for uh, a church home. Uh, my children are biracial, and we've had a lot of problems with that, and that's important to me. It, if you can't accept my kids for who they are, then I can't be here. What is the space like where my kids will be? And I remember, the, the mom in me and the previous teacher in me loved that they are safe, that they're having fun, that they can tell me about what they learned. The Holy Spirit used the worship to arrest me. I could not believe the songs that I was hearing, the presence of the Holy Spirit that I, I tear up even now because I remember the day. I could not believe that a church like this existed. Some of our neighbors had gotten like a crazy offer on their home. And honestly, one of the realtors reached out like, hey, are you willing to sell? And we're like, why would we sell our house? It was such a like cold call. And then the pandemic hits and that kind of changes everything. I had gotten an opportunity to take on a new job in Virginia. That's when we had, you had to get your knee surgery. My, my prayer was, God, open up a door down here. It was like, okay, this, this is getting a lot because coming to Union is an hour to an hour and 15 minutes with traffic. I made out a list of churches that I said, okay, since we're not going to be going to Union anymore, let's visit these churches. I'm like, look, I keep going to all these churches. I know there has to be one here. <laughs> There's got to be a church in this area that is similar to what we've been watching everywhere else online. Uh, so when we had to have the talk about moving, I think we were just kind of open to like, well, we'll see what God says. And I said, Kevin, Kevin. And he's like, what? I'm like, they're coming. And he's like, who's coming? I'm like, Union Church is coming to Virginia. And his eyes just like lit up. Walk to the door and probably before we even get to the door, I would say maybe five people greeted us and welcomed us to to Union, and I knew that this is where we were going to stay. 
we feel like God is calling us to Charlotte. My dear husband sent me a message, a text that says, Union is coming to Charlotte. Just personally, I always felt like if God opens the door, that's kind of our confirmation to go. I kept telling my girls, I just, I don't know how to put this in words. This is just so overwhelming. <laughs> it's been like we've been a part of history and to be a part of that is like beautiful to see like our first serve day. Union is a place to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Knowing that there are people who are gonna pray with you, who are gonna walk it out with you. And Union has really offered that and accelerated the understanding yeah. that we all can have purpose. That's good. Here's what I know. I know the enemy is going to whisper in your ear, oh my gosh, it's too, it's too big, and, and we don't know who you are, and you don't matter, and all that other good stuff. Of course the enemy is going to say that, because he's going to try to carve you off from where God's placed you to maximize. But understand this, not only are we expanding as a church, but we're obsessed over you, maximizing all that God has for you in your life. Somebody say Amen. So what's next? Where are we going from here? Well, we kicked off a Limitless in March of 2022, and there's kind of three major thoughts or three major stages of what we're looking to do. The first is we feel like God's led us to launch 14 new locations in the next 10 years. Somebody say, help us, Jesus. <laughs> But here's the cool deal. When we said 14 in the next 10, we had zero. Since then, we've already launched Charlotte, which is the first. So 14's down to 13. Come on now. And then we launched Falls Church four weeks ago. So 14 is now down to 12. And are we going to stop at 12? No, we're going to keep on moving. We're looking to launch different locations in the Charlotte area. Now, I was told that we're looking at Steel Creek, North Carolina, which for me in the DMV is like, huh? Pastor Brian's like, don't worry about it. They're going to scream. They're going to shout. They're going to go nuts. Because apparently people are driving over an hour to our location in Charlotte from Southern Charlotte. Charlotte area, Steel Creek we're looking at, Matthews we're looking at, Greensboro, North Carolina we're looking at, Oxon Hill, Maryland we're looking at, Woodbridge, Virginia we're looking at, Silver Spring we're looking at, Gaithersburg we're looking at. We are going to continue to launch. Here, super saved people will drive an hour to church. We ain't looking for super saved people. <laughs> we're looking for people like, I come Easter, Christmas, and that's it. And for those people, we're going to have to go to where they are, and we're going to continue to go to where people are. The second stage of our a Limitless initiative is to build our broadcast location. As you know, because of your giving and generosity, we now own over 100 acres of land in the Bowie area, and we're looking to begin construction. Come on now. On Union Church HQ, it's going to be over 120,000 square feet, seat over 2,000 people in one service so we could stop renting arenas for you women and you can have a place to do your gatherings and your conferences and your services. We'll be live streaming to all of the locations here in the DMV. Pastor Brian and Pastor Karen will continue to preach live in Charlotte, but it's also going to house Union College, which is going to be our training ground for all the future leaders of Union Church. It's going to be the home of Union Athletics and all of our student athletes and pro 
programs there. We're going to be able to launch our television ministry from there. It literally is going to be the headquarters for all that God is looking to do in the future at Union Church. How ex- Come on, somebody say amen. Isn't that exciting? And then the final stage of our Limitless initiative is now we've got all these campuses. We've got to take care of them and make sure we've got room to do all that God is looking to do. So starting here at BWI, we're going to be expanding this building, the entire wing behind you. Now it will be all children's space. So there's enough space for all of our kids. That should begin somewhere around the 1st of January. All of the building behind us, we've taken over. And that's going to be the housing, the temporary housing for Union College for staff. Union Charlotte has a ministry hub building in the Charlotte area. Now, it's not big enough to have church because y'all decided y'all want to have the whole city come to church the first week, but it is big enough for you to have your Saturday prayer gatherings and your student nights and freedom conference and all the different things that Union Church needs to help people get whole and go after all that God has. So we're going to begin to renovate that ministry area Then we've got to get UBC into a permanent building. We've got to get Columbia into a property that they own. We've got to get BWI into a property that we own, Falls Church and Flowers, as we continue to launch campuses. Hey, there's a lot that God has done, but there's a lot more that he is going to do, and I'm pumped. I'm excited about it. Now, Pastor, when are we going to do the next campus? I forgot. I forgot all the other cities. Forgot about Houston, forgot about Atlanta, forgot about Chicago. Charlotte was the first. Charlotte is not the last. We are going to be going to different major cities around this nation as God opens doors. Now, you may say, when is all this going to happen? Well, let me help you out here. You may not realize this, but, but as the visionary of the church, it's my job to pray, to hear from God, to talk to godly counsel. And Pastor Brian, Pastor Karen, our executive team, where is God leading us? I determine by the voice of God where we're going. You determine when. I, I don't determine the pace of the church. I determine the direction of the church. You determine the pace of the church. How? By how you give. You have the ability to accelerate or decelerate what God is doing based on how involved you want to be. If you're going to say, oh, that's cute. Go ahead. Do what you do, Union. And and you decide to be outside, then it'll slow down. If you say, no, this is what God is doing in our midst. We want to be a part. It accelerates what God is doing. We we set the number and said, hey, it's going to be $15 million. That's going to be the first investment to launch those locations, to begin construction on the building, to renovate in those different locations. That was a March of 2022. Well, watch this. Over the last 14 months, Union Church that was here in March of 22, y'all said 15 million, that's easy. And you've already given over $5 million in just the last four months. Come on now. It's a quiet clap because only those of us who gave clap. No, no, don't clap if you didn't give. Don't clap. What happened to that? Well, over a million dollars went to our Charlotte location for equipment, for staffing, and all that other good stuff. By the way, when you have money and you're investing it in your retirement, you want to return on that investment. 
Did it grow? What happened? Well, let me help you out here. If you gave to Limitless over the last 14 months, a lot of that went to Charlotte. We gave over a million to Charlotte, and Charlotte has returned 1,669 souls into the kingdom of God. I think that was a well worth return on investment. Some of the money went to purchase the land in Bowie and secure that property. And as we continue to give, the vision is going to move forward. What we do every year is we have this vision Sunday and we say, hey, we want you to pray, hear from God and ask him how he would have you participate, what he would have you give to accelerate this vision. And coming up on December 10th, the second Sunday of December is our limitless offering where you'll have an opportunity either to give over and above your tithe or to make a commitment of, hey, over the next 12 months, here's what I believe that I'm able to do to accelerate what God is doing here at Union Church. Now, you may say, hey, 15 million ain't as bad as 10, but I don't even have 10. How can that happen? Hear me, you don't have to do it by yourself. There's over 8,000 people that call Union Church home. Everybody doesn't have to do the same thing but everybody needs to sacrifice if this vision is going to come to pass. Can I, can, I just, can I just be pastoral for a second? If everybody who attends or is a member of Union Church would just tithe. This is called a pregnant pause. We pay cash for everything. If we would just, I, I, I'm putting God first. I'm trusting with the first 10% of my income. It would all be paid for cash. Now, hear me. This is not a guilt moment, maybe a conviction moment. I get, I, I'm new to church. I'm new to salvation. And that's great. Hear me. God wants your heart before he wants your money. God, God says, I, I, I want you to know that I'm for you, that I care about you, have a plan and a purpose for your life. But at some point in your spiritual journey, if you've truly surrendered to God, you don't just surrender your heart, you surrender your entire life. And maybe the challenge for some of you is, hey, I've surrendered my heart. Is it now time to give God all of me? Not just compartmentalize what part of my life God gets to speak into. Here's another thought. If every single person, every adult who calls Union Church home says, I'm going to give $190 over and above my tithe every single month for the next two years. It's about $5,000 per person. Once again, it'd be paid for cash. Now, some of you say $190. Do you know what these student loans look like? <laughs> Pastor, that ain't a sacrifice. That, that, that's... That's torture. <laughs> hey, do what you can do where you are. Some of you blow $190,000 at Starbucks every month. It's, uh, some of you, it's, hey, hey, I can write a seven-figure check. Do it. <laughs> Pastor, I'm just waiting for the right moment. Now, the right, right moment was yesterday, but I'll take today, too. <laughs> Serious face. Some of you, it's a six-figure check. Me, me and my wife said, hey, God's blessed us with this book. It was multiple six-figures. We said, hey, we're giving this back to God. 100% of the proceeds from the book has been given to the Limitless Offering, and that's turned into hundreds of thousands of dollars. God will open a way for you to do what you're able to do. But if everybody got involved, it will absolutely be done. Many of you already made your commitment. Now it's time to follow through on it. How many people know life be life in? Pastor, when I made that commitment, interest rates were at 3.7. <laughs> now, 
Now the numbers have flipped. It's 7.3. I'm going to, when my business triples, can, can I help you out? You may not be able to do all today, but everybody can start somewhere. Don't wait for some windfall. Just start faithfully where you are and watch God do more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. And I'm telling you, this vision will more than come to pass. Pastor, why would I give? That's the church's problem. It's not my problem. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, we is the church. Look around. Ain't no church. It's us. Ain't no, no one else is coming. It's us. Second of all, I'm not given to a church. I'm given to God. One of the things I can promise you in Union Church, you will never see hungry kids on a screen and then an offering right after it. We, we do not manipulate. We don't pull on your heartstrings because that, that's, that's not biblical. But here's what we will unapologetically say. Pray and ask God what he would have you give. And as you hear the voice of God, why do I do that? Well, first of all, I don't know how much money you make, but God does. So I'm hoping he shakes you down. Second of all, (laughs) that when God speaks, I hear a number, my heart stops. And by the way, that's what happened to me when when I saw the number of what the book was going to bring in. And me and my wife said, hey, we're going to give it to God. But don't he got a Cadillac on a thousand hills? Why he went, why he need, why he need. I'm committed to not just preaching it, but living it. Because if I live it, I can speak it with integrity instead of, hey, you people. No, I'm right there with you. My heart ain't quite started back yet. But when your heart stops because God gave you a number you didn't think and then you obey, first of all, your relationship with God deepens on a level. Oh, listen, I gave you my soul or whatever, but that's whatever. I gave you my money, God. We, God, you better come through. <laughs> your trust for God goes to a whole nother level. And here's the thing. Miracles break out in your life. And I'm going to talk slow because churches are real funky when it comes to money. So let me, let me talk real slow. You can't buy a miracle from God. He ain't nobody's genie. You don't rub him the right way and he spits out a miracle. Miracles don't come from how much you give. Miracles come from your obedience. When God speaks and says to do this, it's a test. And when you pass the test, God says, I can trust you with what I really had for you. There was a couple in our church last year in March season. They were believing for a child. I went and sat down with the doctor and said, hey, nothing's happening. The doctor said, it is physically and medically impossible for you all to have children, start considering adoption or some other option. They said, thank you for your opinion, but we know somebody else. His name is Jehovah. We'd like to talk to him before we take your opinion as the fact in our lives. And it was around that limitless this commitment season and they prayed and heard a number from God and they said we're going to give but we're also going to attach a miracle not to our money but to our obedience ended up getting pregnant on the first try ended up having a healthy healthy pregnancy and seen a miracle that medicine said was impossible Not because they gave, but because they obeyed God. And when you see that come to pass in your life, it takes your faith to a completely different level. Somebody shout amen. Amen. 
So over these next 10 weeks, pray. Pray with your family. God, what would you have us do? God, whatever you speak, we will obey. And the last few minutes I have together, Charlotte, man, I'm not, I'm not going to have you all for much longer. Can, can I just give you a 30-second message that God just laid on my heart? I don't got time to preach it. Sean, if you come out to play, then they'll actually believe me. Can, can, I, can I be real honest with y'all? I was more intimidated about Vision Sunday than I am about almost any other Sunday to preach. And I was sitting down working on this message, Charlotte, on Monday, and I said, God, I'm, I'm the mind of God. I've got to come with a vision. The church is expecting me to come down from the mountain with two tablets and stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. But I said, God, I didn't even see what you're doing now as ever happening. God, I didn't have vision for this. How am I going to have vision for no? And here, I'm not making this up, y'all. First three years of this church, I tried to quit. Like, this ain't working. It ain't growing. Maybe I'm not gifted for this. I never saw where we are today as being a possibility. I said, God, how am I supposed to stand up and say what the future looks like when I couldn't even see the present? God says, Stephen, I don't need you to see the future. I just need you to take the next step in faith. And then he said something to me that rocked me to my core. He says, Stephen, you're not the only one. But on Sunday, you're going to be standing in front of thousands of people who do not have a vision for their own life. And I'm not saying that's all of you. Some of you may have, I know what God's called me to do I'm about it. But God just laid on my heart. There's a lot of us that, that we're, we're living good lives. We're, we're going through the motions, but we're not convinced. This is what God put me here on earth. This is what my marriage is supposed to look like, what my kids, what my career. We're kind of living visionless lives. And can I just be real transparent in a sec for a second? That's where all the anxiety is coming from. The panic attacks, the, the insomnia, the, the lack of peace. Yes, some of it is trauma, some of it's stress, some of it's chemical, some of yeah, I get all that. But some of it is just, I have a purpose and I don't know what it is. And I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says this. This is a message, uh, uh, a paraphrase. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they be tripping. So they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals, they are most, hear me, blessings don't come from money. Blessing doesn't come from people knowing who you are. Blessings come when you're smack dab in the middle of the will of God and you know this is what God made me and he created me to be. Abram came to God and he said, God, you're good. My life is not. Because nothing in my life looks like what you promised me, God. Three quick thoughts. I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to read you the points and maybe we'll preach it another time. If you're going to get a vision for your life, you've got to pick what he said over what you see. One of the reasons why we're struggling to have a vision for our marriage. Let's just talk about marriage. I, 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 I hear what God said but I see that toilet seat up. And I done told that man 50, 11 times. And it's hard for me to see what God said when all I can see is what is. And here's what Abram told God. He said, see, I have no heir. 
look, Eleazar will be mine. God says, stop looking at your reality and start looking at what I've said over your life. And in order to know what God said, you got to be around him. Union Church, can I challenge you? Your next level of vision will be predicated on your next level of pursuing God. Some of us, our pursuit of God has not graduated past a corporate experience. Our 15 minutes in church every Sunday is about all the God we get. Imagine if the only time you spent around your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your spouse was in a crowd of people. That ain't a marriage. There's no intimacy. You need a church over the next 12 months. I believe God's calling us to a deeper level of intimacy. Sunday's great, but will you meet with him on Monday before you go to work? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. God, I'm going to spend time with you. Second thing is this. Vision is outside of your comfort zone. What did God do? He grabbed Abram. He said, get out of this tent. And he pulled him outside and showed him the stars. Because God knew that familiarity is paralyzing. As long as you are familiar with everything that you can see, you'll never be able to dream about what God has for you or where he's looking to take you to. He said, count this. Watch this. Abram had seen stars before. He just had never made the connection that those stars were a picture of what his future can look like. You need to see something that disorients you of what your future can look like. Watch this. That's what groups are for. There's something that happens when I get around other believers. I call it this, a holy jealousy. When I see people that have been married for 20 years and they act like they've only been dating for three weeks, got that puppy love still going on, they're two decades in, and then I look at my spouse, not, not my wife, but okay, never mind, this is awkward, stop. You get hypothetical and real and then you just get caught up. When you look at what God is doing in somebody else's life and then you look at your life, there's a, I'm not putting up with this. God, you're able to do more. The whole point of connect groups is that God can give you vision for the future that he has for your life. Listen, if you're new to Union Church, you've been coming for for four weeks, four months, six months, you need to be in a connect group. Can Can I just be pastoral for a second? Some of y'all have been at this church for five years and you've dropped out of connect groups. You said, connect groups are for those new believers, people who just met Jesus, you know, baby Christian, I'm maturing up now. And your stress has gone through the roof. And here returns the worry, here comes the anxiety, here comes the panic attacks. Why? Because when I get around other believers, God opens my eyes to show me what he has for me. Last thing is this. You care where you believe. I got to preach this another time, y'all, because I have preached the breaks off of this one. It says, Abraham said, God, I have no heir. He took him outside, showed him the stars, and he said, your descendants will be as numerous as these stars. And here's what the Bible says. It says, Abraham believed, and God credited to him as righteousness, or credited to him as done. I was working this week. I was, I was putting in that good work this week, y'all. And I was looking up the different words in this verse. That word believed, Abraham believed, is synonymous. Here's what it said. It's synonymous. That word believed is synonymous with the word foster 
mother or foster father. That word believed here about Abraham was not Abraham trusted. It was Abraham cared for something that did not belong to him. Think about it. When it say it's that Abraham began to act as if the promise was already done even though he saw no evidence that it had come to pass. Hear me, when God is restoring vision, I got to begin to act as if it's done before it ever even becomes the past in the natural, as I believe and care for what he has for me. He reveals more of it for me. Hear me, some of y'all don't even know what to care for because you don't know what God made you for. The purpose of growth track is to take you on a journey of how did God make you? What did he place in some? Well, I'm doing that church, membership class when I get a chance. Membership class is only step one. You can go step one, you remember. It's not about membership. It's about do you know why God made you? Get on a dream team. What is that? God, I'm going to do something until you do something. I'm not just going to sit back and say, God, you didn't fix my teenager. God, I'm not married yet. God, this ain't right. No, no, no. God, I'm going to do something with what you've put in front of me. Trusting that you're going to do everything. And I'm telling you, let me challenge you. You dive a thousand percent, not in a union church, but in growing in Christ. You're going to see God open your eyes to possibilities and things he wants to use you for in ways that is above and beyond anything you can ever ask, think, or imagine. If you believe it, somebody shout amen and amen. Hey, I'm going to pray in a second. Can we take about 60 seconds and just thank God for what he's done in this church over the last 12 months? Can we thank God for Charlotte and Falls Church, for thousands of souls that have been saved and delivered and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Can we thank God that he allowed us, resourced us to give millions away to, to plant churches and to transform lives? God, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, who are we that you will use? us, God. But God, we're grateful. God, we're thankful. And we will not take the credit. We will not take the glory. All honor belongs to you. All glory belongs. All credit belongs to you. God, you've done more than we could have ever asked for. And God, we know that you are just beginning. Right where you are, pray this prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Just give God a moment let you know that he's got a vision for your life and his vision for you is above and beyond anything you would even dare pray for it's amazing maybe for some of you to be honest you'd say pastor I don't know the God that you're talking about maybe you're like me you grew up in church maybe you attend church regularly but you know in your heart you've never surrendered your life to Jesus the Bible says that Jesus is the light it gives you vision for your future. Everything that you want begins with making him the center of who you are. It's wherever you find yourself, watching a line in Charlotte Falls Church, flowers, wherever you are. You say, Pastor, I need that light turned on. I need Jesus in my life. Right where you are, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to see. I want to know you. Thank you for dying on the cross 
for shedding your blood that all of my sin, all of my mistakes can be erased. In this moment, I surrender. I give you all of me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And use me. Come on, say that. Say, God, use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, can you celebrate for every single person that just made the greatest decision ever?